Thank you for tuning in to the Voice of Encouragement with Pastor Jamie Lingerfeld and myself, his co-host, Angela Lingerfeld. Good Sunday morning to you and welcome to the Voice of Encouragement radio show. I'm your host. My name is Jamie Lingerfeld. Today with me is my beautiful wife and my co-host, Angela Lingerfeld. Uh, good morning, baby. Good morning, everyone. Man, we have such a treat for you listeners today. We uh, we got a, a local hometown pastor that we love very much and really believe God's using. He's with us today to share, and I believe he'll be with us next week on the show as well, to uh, share with you some of what God's doing in and through him. And I just personally have observed God using him in a tremendous way uh, in his church and as well as in the community. Um, God's given him a heart for this community in Elberton, and part of that heart rests in me too because I've... I feel called to Elberton as well. Um, I just want to introduce to you Pastor Jonathan Crowder. Good morning, Pastor. Good morning. How are y'all? We are good. Right, How have you been doing, Pastor? I've been doing good. God's been, I mean, it's. I've just been doing really good. I think God's doing some great things. I think God's up to some great things in this area as well. So. Amen. Amen. Anything particular? Um. I don't know. You know, I believe that God is just a God of restoring. Yes. And I think that Jesus came to restore. Um, and I think he came to restore all that was lost. Mm. And uh, I think that even goes all the way back to the garden. And yes. There's one thing I think that we was talking about we might discuss, but um, how Adam and Eve, I used to wonder, you know, when Adam and Eve fail, one of the first things they realized was their nakedness. Yep. Mm. And I, I began to think, I was like, man, what does it mean you know, why would that be something they recognize? And this is what I believe the Lord revealed to me. He's like, because prior to the fall, they they had no perspective of their self. Mm. Ooh, boy, that's real for That's them. good. <laughs> and so Jesus hey, came, and, and I think, you know, it goes, uh, it, Jesus came to restore all things. And one of the things he told the disciples, he said, deny yourself, yes. take up your cross and follow me. And oh. I think sometimes the greatest enemy is not Satan. The greatest enemy is ourself. Yes. yes. I know it's my, I, I know mine is me. Pastor. Yes. Very much so. You know, uh, we were just, there's a scripture, I believe it's in the book of Romans. It says, uh, uh, I beseech you by the mercies of God to present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And not to be conformed to this world, but to be renewed by the transforming of your mind so that you can prove what is the good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. And that's just off the cuff paraphrase. But I think so much, you know, of of the cost of following Jesus, you know, fully committing to him and the rewards of walking where others will not walk and experiencing the beauty of Christ in a way that others won't. And I just want to say this, you know, there's no special knowledge. God is open to anyone who wants him. And he always hears the cry of those that are hungry and those that are thirsty. But I can tell you, oftentimes, as God refreshes us, he feeds us, satisfies us. And then causes us to be hungry because he he feeds you with contentment that makes you hungry. If that makes any yes. sense, just kind of a kind of a spiritual oxymoron. But I've been thinking a lot about how Pastor Jonathan's gone full time into ministry here uh, at his church and what a sacrifice it is. You know, me and Angela both are by faith full time in the ministry, and this radio show is prayed for by God through people that want to give. But I just want to encourage you too. Pastor Jonathan is doing an awesome work. Um, we give out of our ministry into his ministry as well because he works hard in the kingdom and he believes in the community and God's heart is for you and uh, you're part of that community. We just want you to know we love you and that we think you're valuable and you have value in the kingdom and you have value to God in the, in, in, as a person. 
Um, I just think that oftentimes there's, you know, God will start out with whatever part of you you'll give him. But he always won't. Eventually, he's going to ask for it all. And I truly believe that in order to live victorious, you really have to live completely 100% sold out. That your life has to be a life by faith of sacrifice. And just drop this in there. I talked a little bit about this a couple weeks ago. But the Bible says, by faith, Abel offered a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous, God testifying of his gifts. And though he is dead for thousands of years, yet his voice still speaks because God's testifying of the sacrifice that he made by faith. Now, of course, he gave a sacrifice in a natural way, but we can give our lives by faith as a sacrifice. And I believe those who will have a voice for all of time and all of eternity will be those who will give their body and truly give their life as a living sacrifice by faith. Um, I, I, have met a, I have met a lot of people in, a, in my lifetime, and I see people walk in things that <laughs> cause me to want to know and understand more about God, which is a great thing to have people around you. But I met a brother, Dan uh, Scalf, and man planted you know 4,500 churches in Russia after the Iron wow. Curtain lifted. He slept on the ground, um, hadn't come to my church and minister, uh, he wanted to sleep in the floor in my house to save the money so that he could send it to the persecuted in Syria where he had planted a church, and he didn't want me to buy a motel room. He said, I'm willing to sleep in my car, or I'll sleep in the house with a sleeping bag, whatever you want me to do. And I, here's a man that's planted 5,000 churches, but wow. he's willing to make sacrifices for the gospel. And when I saw him a year ago, I said, man, and, and, brother, and Brian Singleton heard him preach. And when he preached, Brian said, I felt the anointing so strong on me, it was shaking me, sitting in the seat. And, you know, because I always want to hear how God affects other people. But it was very costly was my point. And I began to say, Lord, how? How can a man walk away from that much? How? You know, because I feel like we've counted the cost to where we're at maturity-wise in our relationship with the Lord and as a ministry. But I thought, man, and the Lord finally gave me the answer about five or six days ago. Now, it's been a year. And, of course, every answer from God always leads to more questions. But it, good questions, just want to know more and long to know more because God, one thing God will not do is feed you if you do not want to eat. He will not force, you know, his love or anything your way because he loves you, he gives you a free will choice. Yes. But the Lord finally showed me, said, Brother Dan's able to do this, Jamie, by faith. And wow. I thought, man, the level of faith that, that it would take, and the Lord just showed me, said, it's, it's just a little bit at a time. You just give more of yourself away and trust more in God and God's ability to keep you and to provide for you. Uh, Brother Dan is a really I, – I wish I had we had the radio show a year ago. I would have had him on. Maybe I can get him to come back. I was even considering a conference in Gainesville and having for a venue and renting a place and letting him speak because, man, what he gives and imparts. But I just think Brother Jonathan has really made a lot of sacrifices and – I really love uh, love him very much and his beautiful wife. I remember seeing this year, I was going to bump on this and then we'll move on, Pastor, uh, the Christmas outreach that they did and the beautiful uh, display of God's love and compassion yes. through his wife, Miss Leanne. She is a very, very special woman with a real given dream from God to provide Christmas for those who didn't have and, uh, anything and to give hope and to let Christ be reflected in a time of need. To how many families did we do this year, Pastor? I think it was like 12. 12 families. And so we partnered up with them and uh, just decided that we would help any way we could. And um, part of my deepest desire is to help others become what God's called them to be in whatever way I can serve them. And uh, uh, it's very costly, but, man, the rewards 
and the joy of, of serving other people is it's it's worth the cost because it's an eternal thing. So you can always you can always gain material things, but there's seasons and times where God wants to release eternal glory and eternal revelation, man. And you got to get it while you can get it. Uh, it can be lost. Angela, what I see Angela Payson on the other side over here. Uh, what's on your heart, baby? Wow, just a lot. There's a lot of um, thought provoking things. You know, um, we were talking a couple of weeks ago about. Um, walking by faith and not by sight and you know living a sacrificial life living a life that that is sacrificial unto god and living unto god is walking by faith because there's a reward in heaven there's a reward treasures in heaven that that Mm. you nothing can take away nothing can destroy and so you've got to when you live a sacrificial life you have to bank on the reality of heaven, oh, on the reality on. of where our home is. This is not our home. This is temporary. That's right. The things that, that are today, the things, the, the temporary things, the material things and things like that, all this stuff's going to be gone. Mm. You're not going to be able to take any of that stuff with you. So to me, it's better to, you know, God provides our needs, granted, but it's better to have those treasures in heaven where nothing can destroy those things. And that's where you're going to have eternity. That's where I'm going to, yeah. my eternity hey, is going to be. Hey, and here's the good word, baby. And here's the thing, uh, the thing about that, you know, everything that is seen now will eventually disappear. Exactly. And everything that is unseen in the kingdom will eventually appear and it will rule the world. And, uh, absolutely. And all of eternity. So, you know, really in reality, we're learning to walk into a realm that really exists by faith. And there's so much freedom and liberty from the, the struggles of this world and from the struggles that are in the flesh. And God is faithful oftentimes to provide, but we have to take that initial step um, and, and walk, you know, walk in it and choose to take up a cross and follow Jesus. Yes. And the most important thing, you know, sometimes we, we know we may take a little, a little, uh, I was telling Angela, sometimes in our heart, you know, we, we take a little trail to the side, you know, just thinking about the influence that our culture has in materialism, thinking about how, a, uh, I was telling Angela, the, the, the sacrifice of a man to live totally by faith because he is built carnally and fleshly to want to accomplish and conquer. And all those things are great if it's the Spirit of God is moving in that in that, and not the flesh of man. But I was telling her as a, as a man, you know, going full-time in ministry for four years, how sometimes, you know, you really have to, you have to die. You just have to die to everything the world says is important and be willing to become what the world says is nothing so that in reality you can become everything in Christ. Uh, the cost is great. The reward is huge. But I, I don't think, any, Pastor, I don't think anybody will give up the things of this world and the life of this world until they realize the reality of heaven. Amen. You know, it reminds me of a scripture. I used to kind of wonder what this means, but it says, to live is Christ and to die is gain. <laughs> oh, and, man, thank um, you. And, you know, I, I used to think about that. And, and these missionaries, I think uh, there's a lot of missionaries. Yes. And I want you to talk about this one one story. There's this, a story about this one-way. Uh, they used to call them one-way missionaries. And yes. what a lot of these one-way missionaries would do, they would actually, what I've read or heard, that they would take these coffins and they would pack what they own in these coffins and they'd leave it behind and they'd go mm-hmm. to missions and, and never expecting never to return. There was this one missionary, I don't remember his name, but um, he went to this tribe. It was a headhunter tribe, I think. And I think every missionary that had been there had been killed prior to this guy. 
So 25 years went by, and they never heard anything from this guy. So they thought, man, this guy, you know, he, he, it, it just it happened to him like it happened to the other missionaries. But after 25 years, they found out that he had lived with this tribe for 25 years, and he had died in that tribe. And that tribe, when he died, on the epitaph of their, his tombstone, they wrote this. They said, when he came, there was no light. But when he left, there was no darkness. Mm, that's and, awesome. And this, is, you know, this guy, what he did is he realized to live my life and to sell out for the for the cause of Christ. That that's life. That's yes, living. Yes. Um, Hillsong, Young and Free sings a song. This is living now. You know, and and to die is gain. That means if I'm, I'm, you know, there's so many missionaries. And I was talking to my sister about this the other day, and I was even praying for these guys the other day because I I think man, you know, there's missionaries that count the cost of who yes, the absolutely. word would say. The world was not worthy because they're martyred or their lives are taken or whatever. Man. And I begin to think, man, how blessed I am to be in a country where yes. I really don't have that fear. And, and I feel, you know, I mean, those people are counting the cost. Jesus says, you know, he told, told his disciples, he says, if you go and build a house, he said, before you build the house, do you not count the cost of everything that it takes to build that house? And, and in other words, if you don't count the cost, you can't be my disciple. And, and there's these missionaries, they're paying the price, they're counting the cost. And, and you know, there's another thing that Jesus said. He said, if you lose this life, you'll save it. Yes. But if you save this life, you'll lose yes. it. And so, you know, I, I hope that one day we just get to the place where we're just sold out to where it's, you know, understanding, because I believe this is just something I believe. I believe when we're born in Christ and we come to a new birth in Christ, I believe. I don't think we have to wait for our eternity to begin the, min the minute our flesh dies. I think our eternity begins the moment we believe in Jesus and yes, accept amen. him as Lord and Savior of our life. So we're living towards heaven as citizens of heaven or ambassadors, yes. as Paul writes about it. You know, it says we're not of this world. Right. And so, you know, it's just like me going to Russia or another country and, and that culture not being like the culture of America. In the same way, we've got to understand we're living from a culture that is not like this world. It's right. upside down, inside out in every way to this world. So we're learning to live from the kingdom. I, I got a friend that it's says, really good. Uh, I got a friend that talks about, we have been living for so long towards victory. It was never, Jesus didn't pay the price for us to live towards victory. He paid the price to, for us to live from victory. Uh, amen. And so, you know, we've, we've got to learn. We've been, and, and then the same thing, we've been living towards heaven and not from heaven. Amen. We've been living one day of hopes. You know, uh, uh, you know, we, we have made salvation about this prayer that we pray. Lord, I ask you into my heart and all this. But when Paul and Silas were in the jail and, the, and, and they was praising him and the jails broke open, the, the um, keeper there said, what must I do to be saved? And he didn't say, well, you bow your head and you close your eyes and say this <laughs> prayer. Come on. He says, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and you and your household will be saved. Amen. You know, and, and so we've got, there's so much in faith. You know, it's so much. Faith is the current. It's like the currency of the kingdom. Yes. That's exactly what it yes. is. Faith and love is the currency of the kingdom. Yes. It's like a tan. I mean, almost as money is tangible in this world. Correct. Faith and love is tangible in the in the supernatural and the eternal. That's so, incredible. so you know, we've got to. That's the currency of the kingdom, and that's what we're living from. So when we live by faith and we walk in love, we'll see the fruits of the kingdom Amen. come to fruition. Yes. And yeah. I'll, I'll, the, go ahead, baby. Well, the same scriptures that you were just saying. Were or the same things I'm hearing right now in my spirit, which is if we seek to save our life, yes. we lose it. I was sitting here thinking just what you were saying earlier about, 
you know, we face the enemy and all that, but our worst enemy most times is ourself. And, you know, Absolutely. from from my perspective, that's what I was telling my girls just last week is whenever I start living for myself, when I start getting weary from yes, doing good, I remember, when I baby. start... Uh, you know, just trying to take care of everybody best I can. And, and then I, I start getting weary because I'm not resting in Jesus. I'm not resting in God and then things that he has done and, and being renewed by his spirit. Then I start looking to self and I start trying to preserve myself and I start trying to live for self. And I'm going to tell you, I am the most miserable Me person too, in the world when I start thinking about myself. Yes. Because if I will just rest in not being weary and well-doing, if I will just keep Continue on thinking about Jamie, thinking about you guys, thinking about uh, everybody else in my life and living in Christ and having my life sold out for Christ and his cause. Then my life is so much fuller, so much more at peace. And I'm such more more of a happy person. And I'm not you know, getting in the flesh and fussing. And so I would say that, yes, our one of our biggest enemies is ourself yeah. and living for self. Yes, and, and here's a thought. Uh, this was written by a missionary who uh, many people know, but he, he wrote and said that, that, that a man is no fool who gives away what he cannot keep to obtain what can never be taken away. And that's just me paraphrasing. And the man that gave us this died as a martyr on a beach to try to reach an Amazon jungle tribe. And he wrote that, I think, within three or four months before his death. And I believe he realized that he was that, that would probably be his end. But after that, it opened up through one man, or through, I think, three or four men's death, missionaries. Um, this was the 1900s. So many other missionaries followed behind. And now that tribe, which was unreached and violent, has become a a living being light given area and somebody has to make a sacrifice so other people can live. And Angela, I, I, I really, you know, I don't ever see you hardly be selfish anymore, honestly, but the joy that you live in when you think about others, you know, truly I believe living a selfless life is real freedom. Yes. It um, is. And I believe it's almost like a breath of fresh air to consider other people. Let me get, let me say this. Thank you, Lord. If you're struggling with a sickness in your body, um, of any kind. I have just recently, everybody, every meeting, the Lord has opened for me to preach. Uh, in the last six months, people have been healed. It has nothing to do with me. It's because Jesus loves people and Amen. you don't want them to be sick. Amen. However, there are times when we struggle with sickness. Maybe we get the flu. The reason is this world is fallen and, it's, and sin is devastating to everything. It just causes death and corruption. To make a long story short, sometimes sickness happens because this world has fallen. If you've been struggling with a sickness or maybe you're trying to live in victory through a, a struggle you're having in sickness, you know, it's a whole different battle when your body tries to have a voice to your mind because a sick body will always tell you, hey, you're not well anymore. Yay, your head's killing you. Or you know how you go jogging and after a few minutes your mind says you need to stop, you need to stop, you need to stop. You need to stop running and people keep pushing on because they know the benefits of pushing past that point. I just want to encourage you. There is victory in Christ that you can live and overcome anything happening in your body. And there's victory Amen. to be focused, even though you may be struggling with a cold or sickness. And you know what? We're tough about the things we want to be. You know, we if we want a paycheck, we're tough about going to work sick. And if we want something else, we're you know we'll we'll tough it out for a vision and a goal. My prayer is that you catch the vision of God for your heart Amen. and your life, so that you can have a purpose. Because this is your time for God's purpose to be done under heaven. This is this is the one moment you have 
to let the voice be heard in your life. And I will say this, the only those that will be remembered, you know, some people will be remembered by man and some people will be remembered by God. And there's a big difference. Mm -hmm. I will say this much. The ones in scripture that were remembered by God were people who sold out everything. And just think about this. You know, there was a woman that uh, was caught in adultery and she was caught in the very act. Kind of funny though. They never brought the man forward, but anyway, I just thought that, you know, she couldn't have done that by herself. But anyway, they wanted to kill her, say it was all her fault. Uh, there you go, women. All you on the other end can say, praise the Lord. But make a long story short, when she fell in love with Jesus and she was forgiven and she truly realized what he had given her because all of that was in her was just wiped away. She was freed from demons, I believe, if I study Scripture in context. But uh, to make a long story short, she... Uh, when Jesus was approaching his final days, she took the only thing she had of value, which was an alabaster vessel. And she went and broke it and poured it on the feet of the disciples and began to wash his feet with her tears. And I want to say that, that, you know, Jesus noted her. He said in the word, he said, everywhere this gospel is preached. That's everywhere in the world. What this woman has done for me, will be remembered as a memorial to her. And the Lord spoke to me three years ago and said, now you better remember the one that I remember. And the one that God remembered was a woman who was an adulterous woman, and God knows what she had lived like, who got set free from all of that which was holding her back. And because God held nothing back from helping her, she held nothing back from giving it to him. And when she did that, she actually set the course of her life to have nothing to go back to. See, here's the danger. When we leave, when we don't fully sell out and we don't fully put everything in the kingdom we always have that little place in our mind that says well i can go back to what i used to do or what i used to be or i can get a i can get a job and go back to working and making money because i'm tired of struggling to pay my bills if you're a pastor i'm talking about me and all of us sometimes you know but i truly believe you know, if you think in, and you move on down through Scripture, when, when Jesus had died, you know, the guys, they all scrammed and were scared and ran. But, you know, you find this woman at the tomb right after his death. Now, obviously, those that knew Jesus was the Son of God, they knew he was murdered innocently. I mean, he was really killed innocent. He was innocent of the crimes. So they began to be afraid and said, hey, you know, we could be killed like that too. I find it funny that this one woman, where everybody else was running away from God, she was running to the tomb to see him and to be close to him. And I believe that that woman, because she had nothing to go back to, that Jesus was her everything, that she had a greater level of faith and love in what she thought was a dead Jesus than what we do with the living Jesus. And I just want to challenge you today to think about that. When you have nothing to go back to, Elisha burned the plow, and Elisha he killed all the oxes and destroyed all of those things because when it got tough on the walk following Elijah, just like our walk gets tough sometimes following Christ, he had nothing to go back to. On a side note, Peter did have something to go back to. Even though Peter had left his boats and his fishing nets and everything, he was disappointed. I believe he had a lot of dreams and and when Jesus died, I think he, they, they just really, they would, that, was, that was their best friend. I mean, they lived with Jesus for three years. And Jesus loved them, I believe, died for them first before anyone else, simply because he actually lived with those guys. And I've lived with people in the mission field. You develop special relationships. 
And and the community of him always being, I mean, listen, he was around when they cut up and did stupid stuff. He was around when they didn't walk in faith. He was, but he was around them all the time. And I, I just want to encourage you today, you know, don't go back fishing. You can make it with God. Just keep moving forward. Hey, it's going to get better a few steps up the road. But if you quit, you'll never know what could be. And like the Lord tells me sometimes when I try to resign, you know, you know, on Mondays or Tuesdays, pastors are like, man, this is, I'm doing all this for free. I don't ever get paid. Oh, God, why am I doing this again? You know, and I'm like, well, here, Lord, here's my resignation. I, I, I now re- resign not from being a Christian or loving you, but from preaching the gospel. And the Lord, you know, always reminds me, said, well, said, you can't quit today. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Just, just rest today, and me and you will have a talk tomorrow morning. And he said, and by the way, son, I have 65 pieces of paper that says, I'll do anything you want, Lord, and your signature at the bottom. He said, so I'm just reading them. And also, at many times, the Lord has said, uh, Jamie, he's, you know, he calls me son. He just said, you know, son, I don't hear no. I just wait till your answer is yes. So just let me know when it's yes. So I say all that, and I'm going to let somebody else speak. But, hey, it, it's a good thing to be sold out. It's a safe place in Christ to be completely sold out. Y'all got it, guys. Go. Hey, and ultimately, if you remember by God, you're going to be remembered by people because look at all the ones that we remember. Yeah. <laughs> we're remembered by God and that we still talk about and we still know of today just by reading his word. Um, one, one more quick thing before I ask Pastor Jonathan to um, pray however he feels led to pray for you today or to close this out with uh, whatever he feels led. You know, while he was talking about Adam and Eve and I was thinking about, um, you know, the temptation there and that she wanted to taste so that she could see. But God says, taste and see that I am good. That's good. Taste and see that the Lord is good and he delights in you. And so... um, Today, taste and see that God's good. Give don't, Jesus a try. Yeah, don't, uh, don't be like Eve trying to be like God and know like God because if you taste and see how good God is, you're going to know all those things anyway. Pastor Jonathan? Yeah, I want to say something else. We've, we've addressed, you know, talking about living a selfless lifestyle. And I just want to talk to some people that maybe think, you know, uh, Paul wrote something in 1 Corinthians that he said, And though I give to the poor... And have not love, you know, I'm nothing. And I used to think of that scripture, and I used to think, man, how in the world can you give to the poor and not do it out of love? But there's other reasons you can give to the poor. You can give to the poor, give to a charity so you can get a tax deduction, and it's because of you. You can give to the poor so you'll look good to your pastor or, or the person standing next to you. There's other reasons you can give to the poor. So you can do good things with a selfish motive. Ooh, and um, so, so there's a whole another side of dying to self and denying self because Jesus, if, if you read over and over in Scripture, there are many times when it says when Jesus fed the 5,000, it says he was compelled by compassion. Mm-hmm. When he would heal the sick, it was because he was compelled by compassion. And, and even in going to healing and things like that, I know we talk a lot about, well, you know, they didn't get healed because of faithlessness. No, I, I think sometimes no, we I do. Disagree. I think sometimes the faith is there. I say I think sometimes the issue is the love yes, not there. Yes, correct. Yes, Pastor. And and so we're we're trying to pray just because we want to see a healing, not because we want to bless the person that we're praying Amen. for. We, we want to see us pray for someone. Yeah, yeah, we want somebody. So so there's other you know you can have you can have good 
things that you're doing but have a whole selfish motive so the motive of your heart must be love there it must be go. it must good be work. good and and you must always be looking to elevate and esteem others higher than yourself Amen. That is uh, the message. we we just talked about the upside down inside out kingdom and jesus you know he is he is the highest in the kingdom of heaven but he got down and washed the disciples yes. feet you know he came to the lowest place on this earth you know we always are striving to be greatest you know we Come even we even in our churches i mean there's other areas our churches we have been taught prosperity and and all this stuff and it's really a selfish message i'm yes. just going to be real because we've been teaching and preaching people or church some churches to give, have to, to give to get and and the thing is i call it greedy giving it is you're, it is you're giving because you want something in return but that's not what giving is about right in the kingdom if you want to get something you only get to keep what you're willing to give away oh yeah. come on now and so whatever you're willing to spend the, the lady with the alabaster box you know the different things i actually i had a scripture on her he was talking about she was the one that witnessed the resurrection some yes. believe that even she was a female and so that was the restoration of what the fall of women right there some people believe that but anyway well, there's a scripture, Man. John 20, 17. Jesus told this lady that Brother Jamie was talking about, he said, don't cling to me, Jesus said, for I haven't yet ascended to the Father. This is when she first seen him and first recognized who he was. Yes. He says, but go find my brothers and tell them. I want you to listen to this. He says, I'm ascending to my Father. This is what Jesus said. Listen, and your Father to my God. And your God. Hey. At this moment, we see Jesus esteem up her up to the place of where he is. Yes. And so one thing I want us to understand is in um, Luke chapter ooh, Luke chapter 338, it says um, it was the lineage of Jesus. Uh, and it, it says it goes to the point where it says Adam was the son of God. Yes. And I want yes. you to understand that Jesus became the Son of Man so that we can become sons and daughters of God. Yes. He came to restore that as well. Thank and you, so, um, you know, so just living that place, Jesus lived a very selfless lifestyle. And I seen something a while ago that was posted on Facebook. It says, God's the painter, and we are the painting, and Jesus was the model. Mm. And so, um, you know, we're, we're that model. And, and so we are to grow into the likeness of what of who he is and um I want to say a quick prayer, but Father God, I just thank you for this time. I pray that, Lord, we will learn more and more to die to ourselves, God, and just live for you and for your glory and for your kingdom, Lord, that our desires would become your desires yes. and our heartbeat would become your heartbeat, yes, Father, Lord. that we would grow. One, one scripture talks about growing and learning to know our creator and be more like him. And I pray that that would be us, that we would grow into the likeness and the fullness of which you created us for, and that's to be your sons and your daughters. In yes. Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen Pastor. That's awesome. Man. And hey. we'll tune in again next week and follow up from here. So uh, you yeah, make Pastor sure. Will be with us yes. next week too. Make hey, sure Sunday tune morning, in every Sunday morning at ten thirty, and uh, just remember this: you're loved, and you also are more than a conqueror because of that love. We love you, and we will see you next week.